Hayatana Burner. And Des Bishop. Thanks for calling the Burner phone. If you leave a message after the tone, we may have to make it into a podcast. What's up, my little medium large, medium rare dialers? We have a very special episode today. <laughs> We're bringing back dilemmas. It's dilemmas. Somebody had when we when we did the original dilemmas, dilemma, dilemma. There was a there was that whole thing when we did the original one. Uh, somebody had messaged in saying, "How did you miss the opportunity to call it dilemmas?" As in like little dialer dial. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought, "Oh my god, that is so great because that is like literally a segment." And I remember saying to you at the time. Mm-hmm. The, the, if we ever do dilemmas again, it should be this, the dilemmas. So this is a dilemma segment. This is a dilemma segment. We're so excited because you know what? Life is full of dilemmas. Well, we had a lot of them, man. Like a, they, and a real broad, a lot of relationship ones, obviously, but a real broad uh, spectrum of them. But before we do, do you have any updates about your life that you would like to share? I have a dilemma. I'm in Saginaw, Michigan right now, um, <laughs> which I've never been to before. And but tomorrow I'm seeing my niece Lois, so I'm very excited. But I'm also upset because I'm not with you, and I'm not going to see you for a whole month. And you're in a whole nother country because you have to get surgery for your leg. Uh, I, so I'm in Ireland. As it turns out, I was supposed to come tomorrow, but I had to come early for a funeral. So you might want to take back the uh, <laughs> you want to take back the criticism there. Uh, I came back for a funeral of a, of, of my second family. <laughs> it's, just, it's funny because you always the gigglers always joke about my second family, which is of course a joke. But I actually kind of do have a second family in that uh, the Gibneys uh, were my like my cousins who sort of like half raised me. Mm -hmm. So it's not a second family as in like, I don't have a wife and children, but I do have uh, my cousins, Mick and Joe, who kind of raised me. They are like my second parents. And sadly, Mick passed away last week. So as Hannah knows, I love talking about death. We will not be talking about death, but shout out to Mick who's, who's up there uh, in the sky. Uh, So that's, that's, that's where I, I, that's why I'm back a couple of days early, but yes, surgery next Tuesday. And thank you to, Numerous little dialers, actually, who have messaged to say that they are part of the ACL reconstruction crew, and they've been giving me uh, <laughs> words of encouragement, words of encouragement about my upcoming ACL reconstruction. Like, the dialers are a wealth of information. They really are. I felt like one dialer was shaming me because a message came in saying, I recently had ACL reconstruction, uh, so I feel your pain. I hobbled into Hannah's show in Denver, and I was like, oh, wait a minute, I... I didn't go to the show. I didn't perform because it happened the day before. Some girl was I like, like <laughs> I ripped both my ACLs. I tore both of them and I went to the show. I made it. <laughs> she made it to the show. So anyway, but you did, you said before we started that you wanted to talk about the JLo documentary. Oh yeah. Cause I haven't talked about it anywhere yet. And I, I actually haven't finished it, but JLo, I have to apologize to JLo because I was making fun of her earlier for putting out, she's putting out an album a movie that she financed for $20 million and a documentary all in one month. And I'm just like, what's going on? As a girl who like overworks, I'm like, what are we running from? Like, what are we overcompensating for? Like, I've been there. I know how it feels. I mean, not to that extent, but like, it's not always healthy. I turn on the documentary because it's obviously my favorite thing to do is watch documentaries. And I've never seen her this raw or vulnerable because i watched her super wow. her super bowl documentary and you know she's classic j-lo she's holding her rhinestone stanley cup <laughs> she's you know bossing people around she's incredible she's gorgeous she's perfect and she's showing her relationship with ben like no makeup multiple times like just crying showing her closest people around her talking about her family and then part of me was like damn like is she exposing her personal life just for like more attention or like for clicks but then she even becomes self-aware of that where she has people telling her like when how much attention is enough attention like even Jane Fonda called her and was like why are you always posting about your relationship and why are you guys always in the media kissing like what what's actually happening there so I think she's at a point where she's She's going through a little dilemma and she's deciding that she wants to just like put out her most raw, authentic self to the public. And Ben is very open being like, I don't know why she's doing this. 
it's called the greatest love story never told and he was like it was the greatest love story never told because we never told it so like he's like i don't like her being so open with the media but it's like if you marry a, p- a pirate but you don't like the water <laughs> or something so so, so this is a document this is a documentary with them uh talking about not being public in public is that yeah it's kind of, it's a documentary about her deciding <laughs> that's, a fucking, that, that's not a dilemma that's like a fucking contradiction yeah it's crazy so it's her documenting her financing this movie about her life and she's like i never told people about this stuff before um but it's just i think it's crazy and i've always been fascinated by people who were like so rich so successful it looks like all their dreams came true um and there was a moment where she was crying and she was just like i'll never be good enough and and she basically was like and my dad never loved me so i don't feel like i'm ever good enough for a man and i was like holy fuck that was raw wow well there you go it's always you know rosebud you know the citizen kane so much great art is about the the unquenchable thirst Mm -hmm. of validation Mm -hmm. and how there's whatever you think the peak is wherever you're trying to get to that will give you the satisfaction Every time you get to the peak, you see another peak. Seeing someone like J-Lo straight up be like, I always needed to be with a man because I never loved myself. So I needed that validation. And I, and like just her struggling to love herself. And it's from an external perspective, you're like, you're fucking J-Lo. Like there's so many things that are incredible about you. Um, But it just makes you realize everyone's dealing with their own dilemmas. Everyone's dealing with their own demons. And Here's the truth. Do you take from that uh, inspiration, or you is that a, is it a, is it a cautionary tale? You, great. That, that's that a you'll great never question. be satisfied. That's a great question. I took it as a cautionary tale that no matter what you accomplish, it doesn't equate to happiness. That definitely is not an A plus B equals C situation. But also something beautiful about like your art coming from a a real place and how at the end of the day she's her happiest when she's creating authentic art and not pretending to be someone else um but she's and again it's her just in the middle of her crazy journey and part of me felt like i shouldn't be seeing this like you don't have to show people this like you don't owe anyone an explanation um so i also was in between where i'm like but then, and then you're like, J-Lo, just retire and be happy with your man. But it's like, clearly she wants to keep creating and being an artist and performing. But the question is, is it a healthy work ethic or is it like chasing something you're never going to get? Well, I think she, I think she crossed the line where she, fe- she feels like she has to make her life also her public persona like that she has to share every aspect of her life because it feeds the machine and she feels like she needs the machine to keep her operation going and i feel like that's beyond uh just art and creation and uh loving work that is about that is like a i would say a dysfunctional need for validation which obviously she's dealing with in it but it's a contradiction because she's telling everybody about it. Yes. No, you're so right. There was that weird feeling of like voyeurism of like, but we're giving you what you said you, you don't want to chase anymore, (laughs) but you're getting from this. Um, But she also talks about how, yeah, like her sister was prettier or like more talented, but she's like, but I'll work harder to prove that I could be good enough for everyone. And you know, everyone can feel that moment where they're like, if I'm better, people will like me. But she kept saying like at the end of the day, She's like, none of the external stuff is going to help until I just like feel comfortable with myself. But do you feel comfortable with yourself when more people like you? Is it the chicken and the egg? But um, Well, the reality is she has to step away from it because it, I think it's, it's, it's almost like addiction, right? For sure. Like you, you, and the problem is that until you step away from it and become truly comfortable with yourself, regardless mm-hmm. you'll never find it in that but come on we're not going to sort j-lo out today no we, for sure i do we, have to say though <laughs> um ben was very interesting because ben basically says you know how they were supposed to get married and they called off the wedding like three days before he said the reason f- right. for it was because of the press and the external pressure they were getting on their relationship because their relationship was so public so he's like so why are we doing this again <laughs> Um, (laughs) so anyway that was just a fascinating tale and interesting to see celebrity dilemmas but let's get to some real fucking dilemmas let's get on the ground floor 
of the dialers. Let's get on the ground floor. We got some great dilemmas here. We got some great dilemmas. Let's go to the list. Let's go to the videotape. All right. Let's oh, <laughs> let's start with this. This is a serious dilemma, and I got some advice on this from uh, from our lesbian correspondents that live in my house. Hold on. Hi Hannah. Hi Des. I literally just had to pause Giggly Squad to reply to this prompt, but um, my dilemma is that I am in a relationship with another girl, and it's been two years now, and we're kind of open, kind of not. We just kind of approve the people that we hook up with and or we have a very open communication but no feelings strictly sex but i have a big fat crush on this girl in my class and she is also single and i think she's into me do i tell my girlfriend that i have a crush or do i just like play out the crush and then just flirt like what do i do this is oh. so above our pay grade. Well, it is, <laughs> is but so it just so happened. It just so happened as I was reading this downstairs was Bella who lives with me and her girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are actually in a, they're in a very deep, they're in the infatuation phase. Are they open? Uh, no, no, but Bella has been in the past. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's not talk. This isn't about, th- they didn't ask for their lives to be shared. <laughs> but, uh, but I did share, I did share this dilemma with them. But I want to hear, I want to hear you. Oh gosh! I want to hear our take first. Okay. Well, your take, because I, I've been tarnished by, uh, by the. This is a very unexperienced, not coming from the right place take because I've never been in an open relationship. Yeah, but it's okay because they shared it knowing that it was going to be our take. They yeah. know that we're two straight people that are married. Yeah, <laughs> we're so lame when you say it like that. So boring. Um. It's, I, the first thing she said when it go, when she said we get to approve people, I immediately was like, do you purposely pick people that you think they're not going to like fall in love with? So you like kind of like, if they're too pretty, you're like, no. And like things don't, you could, a lot of relations start off not having feelings and then that you get feelings and like feelings are also something that you can't control. Um, and if you're not allowed to have crushes, then by the rules, it sounds like, you cheating girl <laughs> but also you are allowed to have crushes in r- normal relationships you can have a, a fun no crush. you're allowed to have a crush but it's but but that's not what this is this is she has a crush and she wants to fuck around with her yeah but she knows that to do that she has to be honest about the fact that this isn't the normal situation this is somebody who i have feelings for which is a breach of contract that's actually the first thing bella said was the first thing bella said was you're admitting straight away that you do have feelings so that's a breach of contract <gasps> that's the fir- that's, that's oh, the bella first note the i foot got down. from the lesbians. bella put the fucking foot down but she wasn't totally just mental but i do want to add that before i consulted with the the, the lesbian correspondents in my house uh, my first take on this was that she said we're sort of in an open relationship. Now, we can't check, but to me, that suggested that there's a hesitancy coming from somewhere, from someone, mm. sort of in an open relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it suggests a lack of clarity. And in previous, uh, I had a previous lesbian correspondent couple who <laughs> said they were in an open relationship, but then they went for marriage counseling. And it turned out in marriage counseling that one of them was not comfortable with the open relationship at all, and only one of them was actually indulging in the openness, and the other one was just increasingly getting bitter about the fact that the other one was always messing around. So it sounds to me like even if she decides what she's going to do with this crush, she needs to clarify what a sort of open relationship is. Because I feel like just checking with each other suggests that there's just... There's something not 100% clear about their situation. Yeah, it does come down to the communication of like, what is the purpose of this open relationship? What do we want out of it? Are we comfortable with it? And I do think like check-ins are important because people evolve, people change. It's like a job. Like you like it the first three months and you're like, fuck this job. I thought it would be fun and it's stupid. So (laughs) I think it's like you should have often check-ins. Like, how are we? How do we feel? Um, it's hard as a straight girl because I feel like for us, if we are like, oh, I want to hook up with someone else, it's normally emotional for me because if I just want to like orgasm with not my person, then it's like just masturbate. 
because like most of the time someone else you have to train them it takes forever where girls it's yeah very but they, different. They, they don't have that yeah yeah they don't have that issue yeah and i've had other lesbian friends who have dealt with the same thing they're in an open relationship and they go oh shit i kind of like this one girl i just hooked up with and i'm like yeah because you're literally dating <laughs> but so I so my other take my other take from this that i that i took from the actual message was that so she it sounds to me like she's pondering lying mm. about how she feels about this other girl so my feeling is she wants to go and get approval under false pretenses right mm-hmm. so straight away that's dishonesty so you know that you know that's going to be that's going to be the beginning of dishonesty in your relationship which is that's always a a relationship breaker mm-hmm. you know but what bella said was when she was open she found if she started to actually get feelings for somebody else in the openness that that was actually the first sign that there's a problem in my relationship. Wow. Now that's what Bella said. So I'm just throw. I'm just passing on what she said. I'm not. This isn't a judgment. Bella's smart and Bella's speaking from her own experiences, which is very very valid. It's I'm I'm having trouble because I think people who like open relationships like really like hookups that don't have emotion. Where like if I'm if I don't have like emotion towards them, I don't want to hook up with them. So that's where I'm like hitting a, a, a block emotionally with it mentally. Um, so I'm having a lot of dilemmas in my own head right now, but it is valid where like, if you start gaining interest in someone else, you can start losing interest in someone else. So that can also happen. Or you could have multiple crushes. Or every time you meet someone, you don't really know them and you don't know if you really like them. She could also like hook up with this girl once and be like, actually, I don't like her. Yeah. So I'm assuming that she partially thinks that like she wants to give it a whirl because that might happen. But I do think because they're in an open relationship, right? You can't be greedy. You can't be open, but then also cheat. So <laughs> you have an open relationship. So be honest. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't be fucking greedy. Be honest with your partner and say, listen. I want to be with this girl, but I have to tell you that I think I have a bit of a crush on her. And if your partner is not comfortable, then you can't do it because at the end of the day, that's your contract. And you have this nice thing Mm -hmm. where you guys can fuck around a little bit without any issues once you consult. So stick to the contract and be honest. I think you should be honest and say you have a crush, but I think you have to respect if your partner says, well, then I'm not cool with it. Yeah, because I think the consulting takes like the naughtiness out of it where like if you're doing it in secret it feels like you're cheating but if you're like do you prove this person i'm gonna go from this time to this time thank you it, it's like a communal effort and it's less like ooh, i'm being sneaky but um also but i also want to point out that that was what bella said but i'm not making a judgment that you you have a a problem in your original relationship so I'm just saying that, that and and by the way, this also you haven't actually been with this yes. girl, so I, I don't think you've actually gotten to the phase where that would be true. Yeah, uh, and it was a it was a great dilemma. I also dilemma. sorry one more thing. <laughs> I do because open relationships are quite fascinating to me. I do think if you have feelings for someone else, or you're you're starting to get feelings for someone else, and then you don't want to hang out with that other person. I guess that's the problem. That like when you start getting feelings and and you like. I don't know. It's like you can't have too many side chicks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we've dealt with that one well. Yeah. Oh, yes. This one's crazy. This is this is a, like a dilemma I've never been aware of in my life. <laughs> Hi, Hannah and Des. Giggler here. So my current dilemma is with my sister. For some backstory, I've basically always wanted to be a mom. It's like my dream. And me and my husband are turning 30 this year, and we're finally at a place where we think this could be the right time, even though what's the right time? But we're thinking about starting soon. However, my sister, who had previously been trying for two years, is now currently pregnant. And I asked her if she'd be okay if I got pregnant at the same time as her, and she was like, um well and I'm like okay so that's a no and she also told me she talked to her friend about it and they were both like what is she not gonna let you have your time and this basically crushed me and it made me not even want to try anymore my husband is like who cares but I know that it's really going to affect me and my happiness while I'm pregnant and so I just really don't know what to do am I in the wrong for wanting to try while she's pregnant please help okay love you both bye this shocked me what in the flying what is going on 
I, 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 first of all, I never knew that was a thing. My initial reaction, if somebody said to me, like, is it cool to get pregnant at the same time as your sister? I would have thought that's the best <laughs> time to get pregnant because your kids are going to be the same age. Yeah, they're treating know? it like a wedding. Like, I'm getting married on yeah. this date. You can't get married on this date. This is crazy to me because, yeah, Paige and I are purposely trying to wait so we have kids at the same time so our kids can be friends or date and get married if they want. Um. Oh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for letting me know. That's great. I'm glad I'm finding out on the pod that Paige is involved in uh, our kid times. <laughs> in our baby planning. No, this is I do also have to say me and you both do not have sisters. We have brothers. It's a different relationship. I know the sister relationship can be very complex. Mm. And I don't know if this girl is necessarily asking like if it's wrong of her sister. She's saying regardless the fact that it's hurting her sister's feelings is affecting her. My thing is, I'm surprised she asked. I wouldn't have asked. Yeah, I mean, I got, I, I'm going to throw down my take because her sister went and asked her friends and now you're asking us? <laughs> Fuck that. You get pregnant when you want to get pregnant. She'll fucking deal with it. That's insane. I'm, I'm, you know what? I, you know me, I'm usually cautious. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. That's <laughs> some other shit. Yeah, that's, that's insane. That's nothing to do. Nothing to do with that's you. That's some other shit. Like, wh what? Because you're going to get just as much attention as her? Like, being pregnant, like, isn't your, like, special time? I mean, it's 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 your own, in, in terms of your relationship, mm -hmm. it's special. But, like, it's not, like, unique. Like, you're supposed to wait to then have your experience. This is not an infinite amount of time. Also, it's nine fucking months. Nah, I'm sorry. You you do you. Oh, and then once once she has a kid, you're not like how long into her having the kid are you allowed to have your own kid? That you like this is insane. It's insane. Not to mention, she you know she she was never. Now I understand she was trying to get pregnant before you, mm -hmm. but like I'm pretty sure she wouldn't have been checking with you about whether it's cool to get pregnant or not. Like I I, I this isn't like a limitless thing. We have a biological clock, and like you can't just wait around for your sister to be okay with you to start your family. I think it's nuts. Also, what if you did say, okay, sister, I'm not gonna get pregnant, and then you accidentally get pregnant? Like what is she gonna do? Make you abort the baby? Like what the fuck is it going has on? Honestly. Yeah, it has nothing to do with your sister, actually. I mean, it's nice that you had the conversation. It's fucking weird that she said that. I would almost doubt that she even checked with her friends. Plus, checking with your friends about advice, is it, it's not they're not an objective source. Because the friends oh aren't going to be like, you're out of your fucking no. mind. Your friends are going to like agree with her. I, I, I don't even think she talked to her friends. <laughs> yeah, but we all have that friend who like brings up some family drama and you're just you're trying to enjoy a, a freaking brunch and you're like, yeah, yes. yeah, you're right. Like, fuck that. Yeah. yeah nobody. Yeah, nobody wants nobody to be in the middle cares. of brunch being told like, actually, you're the asshole. <laughs> to be honest, you're the asshole. Like, I'm supporting <laughs> my friend. Do your thing. But then to go back to your sister and like guilt trip your sister like she has a bunch of people behind her supporting her. Also, I, I'm interested for what like the parents think. Like. The parents, I'm inter I'm interested, but um, I wonder. Yeah. This is clearly not the first time the sister's probably done something like this. It's probably a pattern, and you're being so 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 fucking sweet for considering her. But this yeah. isn't your wedding. This isn't a bachelorette party. Like this is we're past that. You guys are living two separate adult lives, starting your own families, and like God forbid you wait too long for her, and then like you life is too short. Yeah, and you don't even know. You don't even know if you're gonna get pregnant. Yeah, you fucking start now. Yeah, you don't even know. How long it's when gonna it's take. gonna happen? Exactly. You start. Exactly. You do your life. That's that's ridiculous. That's some cr that, that is that is some weird shit right there. I'm sorry if we're being too harsh. No, but I think <laughs> we this look. I uh, they want our advice and we're giving our fucking advice. I, yeah, don't I, like. I, but but you know what's so sad about this is that she's sitting there. It's her dream yeah. to be a mom. Yeah. It's her fucking dream, and her dream has now been shattered. It's yeah. insane. Take, get your dream back. <laughs> In a positive note, maybe this is because your sister recently found out she's on a high. She's really excited and she'll get used to it in a couple weeks. And by the time you get pregnant, she'll be fine. Everyone will be fine. Also, it's like, Look her in the eye and be like, wouldn't it be cool if we had kids like the same age, the same yeah. gr same grade? They could do playdates together. They could do homework together. We could get babysitters at the same time. Like, I I don't know. We're missing something or like. <laughs> I can't believe she wore white to the bachelorette. That's the type of situation. Not I can't believe she got pregnant at the same time as me. I've never heard of this. Anyway. 
I, I never, well, that's why it's a great, that's why I was very excited about it. So best of luck. Day four, I want day 14. I want him fucking inseminating you, girl. <laughs> it's also like you're not at her baby shower announcing your pregnancy. Like this is just two separate lives. Like I understand respecting people's like special times, but you're good. You're Gucci. So it's never too late to actually become an adult and treat yourself to things adults should have, such as cookware. And if you don't like it, there's someone in your life who will. I'm obsessed with this cookware, mostly because Gordon Ramsay is obsessed with it. And he hates everything. That man hates literally everything he's ever seen. And he only trusts this brand for pots and pans in his home and his Michelin star restaurants. So if you're going to get cookware, this is what you need. Hexclad. H-E-X-C-L-A-D. They've revolutionized the cookware industry with an all-in-one hybrid pan that gives you the convenience and cleanup of non-stick, the versatility of your grandma's cast iron, and durability to last a lifetime. There's a lifetime warranty. It's the last set of pans you will ever have to buy. For all my cooks out there, Hexclad has to be at the top of your holiday wish list or just in general for your life. Their six-piece set is the perfect starter bundle to enjoy incredible versatility of these products. It has their three most popular pans with an accompanying lid that can handle all your pan cooking needs, whether it's eggs, burgers, steaks, sauces. Your kitchen will never be the same. I personally love nonstick because I also, I cannot like be cleaning everything all the time. If I know I have to clean everything afterwards immediately, it stresses me out and I don't cook. I do have to say, when we first moved into our apartment, we needed to get pots and pans and I had no idea what I should get. And I definitely did not get good ones. Hexclad is the one that I need. And then you just have it forever. You don't have to deal with going shopping again. So trust me when I say your partner, your family, your dinner guests, they will thank you. So chef, now it's time to upgrade that kitchen a la Gordon Ramsay. For a limited time only, our listeners get 10% off your order with our exclusive link. Just head to hexclad.com slash burn. That's H-E-X-C-L-A-D dot com slash B-E-R-N. Support our show and check them out at hexclad.com forward slash burn. Bon appetit. Let's eat with Hexclad's revolutionary cookware. You guys know I love Lumi. You know I'm always, you know, <laughs> moving around. I sweat easily. I can smell. And I love Lumi deodorant so, so much. Their toasted coconut is my everything. And they have other scents if you're not into the sweet stuff like I am. Their 72-hour sweat control is a game changer for me. Also, I sweat in my crotch. <laughs> and I thought I was the only one that did it. But then I found out about their whole body deodorant for pits, privates, and beyond. It's skin-loving, baking soda-free, and science-based. And it freaking works. Okay? It works. I've tried it. And I'm obsessed with it. Because I've done these, like, kind of natural deodorants that just don't work. Lavender Sage is a really nice scent, too. It's kind of like a spa. And Peony Rose, my mom really likes. They have solid-stick deodorants. They have wipes. They have cream tube deodorants, everything you need, and the scents really do stay, and you really do feel so clean, so fresh in your underboobs, your thigh folds, your belly buttons, your butt cracks, your vulvas, and your feet. There's no reason why you should feel gross. Baking soda-free, paraben-free, pH balanced for safe use. It's clinically proven to control odor better than a shower with soap alone. 12 hours after a shower, the average person has an odor level of 6 out of 10. With Lumi, the average odor level is 0 out of 10. You guys, this stuff is magical. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes and free shipping. And as a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code BURN at lumideodorant.com, equating to 40% off, over 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi deodorant.com l-u-m-e-d-e-o-d-o-r-a-n-t.com and use the code burn b-e-r-n all right here's a here's a here's a a, a dilemma that hannah's gonna love well you're gonna have a strong opinion <laughs> hi des and hannah love the pod love the way that des says you um my current dilemma is i am currently spending a lot of time hooking up with and laughing and talking with this guy who I know is not like my person for the future because he would be my literal baby and I would have to take care of him and, and all this stuff. But he's an incredible hookup and hilarious. And 
while I really want a life partner, I just feel like it's not something that can be rushed. And so I feel like I'm not in a rush to get there, but I don't know. I'm go back and forth between whether I'm like wasting my time with this guy or I'm just like enjoying my time with him. And it's like, okay, as long as like I'm upfront and honest, like if we're being real, like he probably likes me, but he does know that like there's no future and this is just for fun. So do you think I can keep seeing him or do I have to let him go? So I have a lot of thoughts on this. I I know what you think I'm going to say and I will say it, but I'm also going to say something different. Okay. Can you tell we spend too much time together? (laughs) So first of all, I do believe like you shouldn't waste time in relationships. Like if you know it's not right, move on. However, I do. And that's what, and that's what I thought you were yes, going to say. Yes. However, what I'm going to say that you didn't think I was going to say <laughs> is that there are people who are right for you for a specific time in your life. Like there's a time where you're right. like really focused on your career and you're like this like or even like some marriages people be like oh why did I fucking marry that guy and it's like because he was right for you at that time. Um, but this doesn't necessarily feel like that. This feels like I always say with relationships, whatever was a problem in the beginning that you're like, I can overlook or it might evolve and change. That's what you ultimately break up over. And she already said it. One, she's not sure how much, how serious he's into it. And two, she has to babysit him. Four years from now, that's going to be the same conversation you're going to be having with your friends. So like, it's just a matter of what you, what problems, what dilemmas you want in your life. Because no relationship's perfect. There's two layers to this dilemma. Uh, one, uh, she's not sure if she's wasting her time. Uh, but two, she's not even sure if uh, like she's into him. It's kind of weird. Well, I think also he, she's not even sure how much he's into her, which is a fun little game to play where you're like, I don't like him, but I don't know if he fully likes me. So I need to stay in this to make him like me. And that's like, it's just she knows deep down this isn't, what's right what my mature mom would say if i was talking to her on the phone she'd be like lose his number stop talking to him stop responding to him what why don't you find a guy who likes you and you don't have to take care of and is funny and is good in bed and i'm like okay valid mature response mom but it's not that easy well here's the thing you can't fix a man so like if you if there's if you're seeing a guy and you go there's things i like but there's things that need to change mm-hmm. You can't do that. You're not going to change the guy. No, there's you know? so many you relationships. Gotta, you gotta, oh my God. You got to like the guy for what you're seeing. I know I know people who like early on, they're like, he's great, except he like smokes a little too much weed. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of annoying. She's like, yeah, but he'll grow out of it. Five years later, I don't want to marry him because he smokes too much weed. I'm like, well, you could have just listened to yourself in the very beginning instead of like fantasizing about like him transforming. Men are not transformers. They're staying who they are i don't care how good of a fucking project manager you are yeah i mean i i feel like it's always tough to advise on these because there's clearly some relationships where you are always kind of like ah, i don't know and then you get more comfortable with each other and they turn out to be awesome relationships yeah. so i don't like to always give the advice of getting out yeah but in this situation it sounds like the sex is fucking awesome and that's kind of part of why she doesn't want to leave so what i suggest is do all the shit you ever wanted to do sexually mm-hmm. and uh, and then get out. And at the end of the day, if you just miss them too much and you guys end up back together, great. But just, you know, use them uh, uh, for everything you got and then get out and see how you feel. I mean, maybe maybe I'm a fucking loser, but like I feel like you would enjoy the sex more if it was with someone you like really felt a really strong connection with. But also sex is also hot when you're like, does he like me? Do I like him? What game are we playing? Like I get that. But also I always go back to if you're asking, you know the answer. So I think she knows. And then finally, I think I'm a little triggered by this because my biggest thing is I'm not a caretaker like I'm not doing your laundry I'm not babysitting you and she literally called him a baby some people actually like like that they enjoy taking care of someone so if that's something you like then that that's cool for me I mean this guy wouldn't even be interested in me because first day he'd be like oh she's not capable and she won't do this so like I'm speaking from my own lens and my perspective and my triggers so uh are you ready for the kids one? This is a double. I want to play two. Okay. Okay. I'm going to play two. Here's the first one. Okay. Getting right into it. My dilemma is it's 2024. Are we living this kidless life or 
not? Like, are we living into the guilt of everybody telling you that you have to have fucking kids to be fulfilled in life? Because I'll be honest, I've been married for three years. I'm, I'm 27. I love the fuck out of my husband and we love our life. We're doing very well financially and we love our jobs and we have two dogs and we can travel around. We just went to Europe. We finally had our wedding after three years in Ireland. Um, shout out Des and his second family in Ireland. Um, but like the biggest dilemma is like, are we fucking having kids? Is it okay to not have kids? I don't know. Thanks guys. Okay. Now that that's wonderful. Now, let me throw this one in on top of it, okay? I feel like you're making this biased, uh, but continue. No, it's not It's not biased. I'm just saying these are connected, so I want to play them together. Hi, Hannah and Des. Love you guys. So my current dilemma is if I want kids. I've always loved kids. I've always seen myself as a mom. But I've been a nanny for many years now, and kids are becoming bigger assholes. They will straight up tell you no when you tell them to do something, something I didn't even know was an option as a child out of fear of getting an ass whooping. But kids today will threaten to call their parents on their iPads or whatever if you even piss them off in the slightest. So I don't know why kids today are so soft. I can only imagine they will get worse by the time I'm ready to have kids. So I don't know. Anyways, love you guys. Oh my God. No, other than that. Other than the adv- advocacy of corporal punishment, I, I, I just thought they they went well together. No, you're right. I mean, it's it, it's not it's not as much about kids being soft, but what it is about is that like, when you see how fucking annoying kids can be, mm-hmm. uh, and you're suddenly at that phase where you're thinking about having kids, you got to factor all that in. So here's two dilemmas. What are your t- what's your take? I just keep laughing at the idea of like kids nowadays have iPads that they can call their mom at any time to complain. <laughs> like that's crazy. Cause yeah. you know when you're like, you know, you're at school and like things are going awry and you're just like, I want my mom. Guess what? Your mom's not here right now. <laughs> and you're just like, ah! yeah. and I guess it helps you grow. So anyway, this is a new fear that I didn't anticipate. Um, I'm not going to be that helpful with this. Cause guess what? Bitch is going through the exact same dilemma as the first girl. As in, I feel like, especially for women, we've our lives have changed so much from like two two generations ago where like my nana at 18 she wanted to go to art school her dad said no she has to get married she got married she supported her husband the whole time and she lived a nice life my mom went to college and has a great career and then it goes to me where I'm like I'm that was just a guarantee that I was going to go to college and try to have a good career am I thinking of family the same as my Nana did? It's natural that I don't. And it's like women are fighting so hard to like get all these, you know, rights while also having the same perspective on family is a difficult thing. Um, So when I've fully become empowered, does that include a family? And I don't know. Well, that's a deep, that's a deep dilemma because there's, there's the insinuation that having children is disempowering. Yes, I just said some wild shit. Um, and I just listened to actually Amy. But Sh- no, but I think that's a valid. I think it's like a, I think it's like a valid concern. Well, it's a valid concern. Not that it's not, and because I just listened to Amy Schumer actually on Not Skinny But Fat's pod. I was very interested because I love Amy Schumer and Not Skinny Not Fat. And they said they were talking about how Not Skinny Not Fat when she had a kid, her career got better. And Amy was trying to say like she went on tour while she was pregnant because she thought once she had a kid that her career would go south and she wouldn't be able to keep up. Mm. So she was like acting crazy when she was pregnant, trying to get as much, put out a special documentary, J-Lo status. (laughs) Um, But she was like, but it doesn't slow you down. Um, Your life just changes. And when people say the your life changes thing, it's unknown. And you're like, but what do you mean by change? What do you mean? Yes. Well, I think there's a lot. I think there's like a fear that some natural maternal instincts take over and it it uh, it changes your ambition, you know. But but the reality is that I I feel and this goes for men and women. I feel that like your priorities changing Mm -hmm. make sense when they do. Mm -hmm. It's just when you think of it in the pre children mindset, Mm -hmm. it seems crazy Mm -hmm. 
but it does it makes sense when your priorities do change. I do have to say, I was a single mom the last three days. I was watching Abby, our foster dog, and um, love her to death. It was hard work. It was it was raining outside, nine o'clock. I had to get up out of my cozy, you know, couch rotting and walk this dog outside. She didn't want to poop. I was worried she hadn't pooped all day. And this is all new stress that I didn't have to deal with in my life before. I took her on another walk because she didn't poop at like midnight. I'm tired. I have stuff to do the next day. Abby's not pooping. I mean, I almost had a mental break. <laughs> so, I mean, the truth is that... You're basically just admitting that you're not ready to have kids because no. kids are there's so no. much more than than what Abby. But you needs. know what it is. What I was trying to say is like two generations ago, it's not a question that we should have kids. That's what the purpose of a woman is. Now the purpose of a woman yeah. has become so complex, and now like there's no rules to life. So we're like we've been mm. breaking all these traditional rules of women in life. What do we do with the family stuff? But I do think because rules are changing. We also have men who are not just going to be like at the office all day and then like make me dinner and things have evolved in that way where it's much more of like a co-parenting situation. You're going to take care of the kids is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, all joking aside, what the second person was saying is also very true. Not so much about kids are like more annoying now, but just that like it's a different world. Some kids suck. Well, some kids suck. Mm. You know, like you get lucky or unlucky. You're you know? more, That's you're the more truth. worried about me that our kids are going to suck. I know our kids will be uh, sarcastic and loud and maybe a little naughty, but I think they're going to be awesome. Also, environment does affect how your kids are. It, I, I, yeah, I, I understand. But all, all I'm saying is that there were two very valid dilemmas that these people have. And my, my, my final take is that if you decide not to have kids, it's going to be fine. But also, I don't think fear of your kids turning out to be like annoying whatever generation that, that group of kids is going to be. I don't think that's a good reason not to have kids. You want to have kids, you have them. You know, because actually how they're going to be and how you... Well, how they're going to be, by the way, is kind of like up in the air. Mm-hmm. But how you raise them mm-hmm. is your decision. True. So a- actually... You have a little more control than you're suggesting because you're nannying children that are being raised by other people, but you'll be raising your own kids. Yeah. And you. And those kids will be making some other nanny miserable. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll tolerate them saying no to you probably more because you're like, you're so fucking cute. You're part of me. Yeah. But we're obviously been thinking about this a lot of time. Even the girl who's 27, like, one thing people have always told me is, like, wait. Some would argue you've waited too long, um, but they said, mm-hmm. wait, <laughs> and she's 27 is still, you know, quite young in terms of like when you could have kids. And I think also there's a lot of times where things happen in your life where maybe like you're in between careers or like you you've been traveling a lot and you actually want to slow things down. Like something can happen where people do think, oh, this is this is when I would have a kid. But that girl did make a good point. There's never really like a right time. Actually, that was the previous girl that said that. There's never really like a perfect time, um, but just don't wait for your sister to give you permission. <laughs> no, I know we don't share personal stuff very often, but can I share my my epiphany? Yeah. Uh, my epiphany about having kids was because you said you just said that, you know you, there'll be a time where you'll know, and I was actually being stretchered off the mountain. I was lying on a stretcher, being stretchered off the mountain. Uh, like lying in like the in a mummy position, <laughs> uh, completely powerless, uh, just like at the mercy of these you know these Colorado guys, and uh, I was like you know what I think I think I'm ready to have a kid because in my mind I you know even though I'm I'm older but I always like I always like was really into the concept of freedom and also almost kind of like you know it's like a cheat code right like a life hack it's like hey you don't have to have kids mm-hmm. you know that was kind of like a thing that like i had in my head of like hey we could just do it this way you know uh but suddenly i was on the thing and i was like ah what am i trying not to have kids for i can't the, everything i try to do is i'm breaking down you know so like so i've lost skiing now you know so i might as well have a kid you had this idea of like i lose freedom with kids and i have this idea of like i lose my career with kids so like we both have this concept that we think we might lose that we might actually not lose or like things just change in a different way i think we i think we just had an epiphany that we're going to have a kid 
No, but just that. <laughs> no, I, I actually thought that was quite an astute observation you just made about the two different ways that we perceive children in terms of yeah. negativity. Yes, we both have like different reasons why we're hesitating. But also yesterday um, I did a Orange Theory class and the woman was pregnant and she was like, teaching the class she was the trainer and she was a badass and she was like yelling at us and it was so funny and she looked so cute and grace turned to me who i made come to the class with me it was like oh i can't wait for you to get pregnant and there was like a moment where like she was really powerful and cool and i was just like yeah like i could see myself do my own thing but like happen to have some fun babies and just adding to the party I guess we're getting pregnant tonight. Guess we get well. That'll be hard. That'll be hard. <laughs> the problem with Desna getting pregnant <laughs> is we've never we're never with each other physically. So we're never together. Yeah, and half the time I have half the time I have like a brace or some sort yeah, of weird apparatus. Yeah, we have apparatus. to do some turkey based or shit or IVF before it becomes illegal. Yeah, your 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 man fucking coming into the bedroom on crutches and a knee brace <laughs> just doesn't fucking doesn't moisten up your loins. You know. If you, if you can hear your husband fucking hobbling into the room before he gets there, it's like, oh, here we go, baby. Sexy time, baby. Let's go to another one. Hi, Hannah. How would you go about dealing with a friends with benefits that now they're in a relationship, but they still want to be friends, but now I don't have the benefits. So what am I doing? Oh, babe. Big dilemma. Oh, this is difficult. Dilemma. So he's saying... I didn't know that was a guy, They were actually. friends with benefits, and now the person just wants to be friends. No, but the fr- the friends with benefits now has a relationship. Oh. So... Is it an open relationship? Right. Let, 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 <laughs> let me listen again, because I, I need to... I, I, I want to make sure... Because I only read that originally. Yeah. Hold on. I think this is an easy dilemma, but go ahead. Yeah, because... Um, you don't want to be friends. You want to be friends with benefits. And I feel like you'll always feel like teased. you're getting teased. And I just think like to have a real... F- but the problem is I feel like a lot of friends, people, um, you're also like attracted to them a little. If if it is a gay relationship, like same sex, it's like... And they could be friends with a lot of people. It's difficult. It's complicated, actually. Yeah. I mean... The- you're making an assumption that it's gay. I'm not going to leave you hanging. I was making an assumption that it's gay too. Uh, but yes or no, is that's irrelevant. What is important to me is, number one, it's kind of hurtful, right? That it's like, we were just friends with benefits. True. But now I've met some other guy yeah. that's worthy of more than that. Yeah. But yet I still want to keep I still want to keep the plutonic connection with you. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, what the fuck was wrong with me? Like, you know? So... It sounds like this person also had feelings. And also it's one of those, if you got to ask if it's a dilemma, delete them out of your life. I think it'd be hard for you, honestly. I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with your uh, your ex-friend with benefit yeah. wanting to remain friends. Yeah. But I just think it'd be hard for you. And I also think that... Um, I don't know how much acknowledgement there is from the original friends with yeah. benefits that like, it's kind of... You would feel a little rejected. Up. Like I would think... Yeah, like, I mean, I get it. Friends with benefits is like a, it's also kind of a con- an unsaid contract, right? Which is like no attachments. Mm. But I always feel like friends with benefits usually finishes when one or the other catches feelings mm-hmm. and they say, I can't continue this way. Mm-hmm. I'm very unaware or, or not that familiar with friends with benefits that end because somebody meets somebody else. It's like, how the fuck is this immediately a relationship? Yeah. And we never were. Yeah, you know? so it's basically like they were like, I'm looking for a relationship, but not with you. So when you're around them, you could feel kind of bad about yourself. And we don't love that kind of energy. However, if they're like part of your friend group, like that's totally fine. It's just when they want to hang out one on one, it's like, no, you want to hang out one on one with someone who could potentially like fulfill you in a different way. So like that's another part of like boundaries with your time. Don't let this person have their cake and eat it, too. They chose someone. They want to be with them. Now you need to find someone for you if you want that. Yeah, and you know we don't know how much the the new partner of the ex friends with benefits is comfortable with that. I would say maybe you know if you end up in a relationship yourself, that that would be a time, well, a better time to explore friendship. Of course, like all this advice, if you end up uh, exploring friendship with your ex friend with benefit and it works out great, but you know I I, I would think it's going to be tough, and I certainly understand why you would message in because I, I I think that's it's like a hurtful. It's a hurtful situation and could be difficult to deal with. So thanks. That was good. 
This is interesting. It's an interesting dynamic. Not one that you ever will have to deal with. So my mother-in-law stayed with us this past week, and we're in a little bit of a financial hole because my fiancé got surgery in November, and she offered us $5,000 as a gift to help us out. But after staying with us for a week in our home, she decided that the way that we live is too rich for her blood. She told us that the butter that we buy is too expensive. I just want to say we do not live beyond our means. We are doing our best out here, you know. But this is also the woman that told me that getting my dog cremated would be a waste of money. So, I don't know. $5,000 would be a huge help. But I also want to tell her to shove it up her ass. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Oh, this is awesome. This is amazing. Okay, I'm currently Googling how much is dog cremation because I just want to understand the... Okay, it's like up to $300. Well, yeah, the, the, so there's two pricings on it. If you if you decide to get the ashes back, okay. it's more expensive. Oh, that's That sounds like a Ponzi scheme. Well, no, you can have a communal cremation oh. when you don't get the ashes and they, 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 a, a bunch of dogs get cremated. Or you can have a, a single cremation and then you get the ashes. So that's more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what it is? That's what I guess like if you're getting the help, then the mom is like, okay, if I'm going to help you now, I, I have some opinions on how you got to this place. Um, so it's kind of like if you receive the help, y- you get in this awkward place where you can't be like, well, shut the fuck up now. <laughs> Well, yeah, because you know what it is. You're inviting that control back in because yeah. that's always a thing, right? It's like you get independence from your parents. It's a moment in time. You know, you're they're married, right? So they're living their life. And she sounds like a bit of a, you know, like she sounds She's like a, character. a, bit of a stereotypical mother. Yeah, a stereotypical mother-in-law getting involved in their business. You know, she, I mean, she's not specifically doing anything wrong. But at the end of the day, like how they live their life is none of her business. And even if she loaned them or gave them, it still wouldn't be her business, but of course she would think it's her business. Uh, So this is a great dilemma because at the end of the day, I would say take the fucking $5,000 and then still tell her to go fuck herself because that's that's even... That's a better shove it up your ass than telling her to shove her 5000 up her ass. You know, you should just tell her to shove her empty wallet up her ass after you've taken her money if she pisses you now, off Now, I know but that I am- sounds aggressive. I know you're joking, but it actually is good boundaries because if you let this $5,000 mean that now she gets to, like, have opinions and overstep for the rest of your life, like, that's going to be fucking intolerable. So it's like... I mean, I don't think you should tell her to shut the fuck up. Um, but after this, you should probably now you know that she's gonna try to reach, take a little more than she, you know, like just th- there's a messy line in the sand happening. I also think you should ask her if she wants to be cremated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be like, why don't we not cremate you and save money there? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I have a, a sick mind. It's all right. I was at a cremation yesterday. I'm good. Yeah, man. you're good. I'm I'm I'm, I'm solid with the the cremation yeah. jokes. But anyway, I do think also mother-in-laws. I've never dealt with one, but this is a, a common thing. And I think it's like she cares about you guys, and it's an anxiety of like she hasn't been keeping an eye on your finances. So she's at the end of the day, she is trying to help. She's just going about it like I don't think butter is going to be a make or break in your guys like if you're gonna go broke or not i yeah i think personally that uh her giving you the money in a, and this is a crisis situation mm-hmm. right and a lot of parents in their children's adult life may end up at a time where it, it's good parenting to financially assist their children right so it's kind of like it's nice that she would do that, but it also doesn't mean that you guys should feel overly indebted. Mm-hmm. Right? It also was her son's uh, surgery. So it's not like she asked for the money. It's like the son yeah, hurt himself. Yeah, but it's also, it's just like you shouldn't, you should take the money, but you shouldn't feel like she then has a right to have a say in your life. She probably will because people will have their opinions, but you have every right to just ignore it, bite your lip, you know, yeah. just like don't fucking react. But at the end of the day, it's not... Should they try to pay her back long term to like really or no? 
You're getting the money eventually anyway. That's what I say. <laughs> You're allowed to get 14 grand a year tax free. I, you know, I think it's, I think honestly, I think it's, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. I think that like your, your mother-in-law is probably going to have her opinions, but I don't think you should absorb finance. I understand yeah. how you want to keep that delineation, but I don't think at this time in your life you should uh, take on the financial stress yes. to save yourself from your annoying mother-in-law. Yeah. I think you'll be able to tolerate and it. And financial stress uh, is do, a thing. But I think what you're feeling is valid. valid. People get really weird with money and, and it like it's deep and it's complicated and you know it doesn't matter how much money you have you could be really fucking stingy and get upset when people are spending too much. Like money is fucking difficult. Wow, we're cursing a lot this pod but it's it's, it's very euphoric. It's very, it's, it's fun. Um, okay, but I do think that with the mom... Um, lending the money it's like I don't know it's it's nice of her and she clearly has a kind of personality that she's going to be worried about you but know that you have many years for your career to improve for you to make more money and you're not going to be in this financial place forever and can I just point out that I have a great mother-in-law uh she does listen to the pod but I'm not just saying that because she listens to the pod but it is fun to have the stereotypical mother-in-law because I will never have like my mother-in-law is so annoying stories, <laughs> which I feel like is very important to have with your friends. So just be grateful because I will never be able to send a message into a podcast being like, my mother-in-law is so annoying. She comes over to my apartment and fucking cleans because myself and my wife are fucking slobs. She comes over, she cleans, she gives my wife good advice. She's fun to talk to. We actually have a lot in common. Uh, talk about what, the I, what am I going to... What am I going to do? What 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 should I do? <laughs> Wait, can I please tell a mother-in-law joke for this girl? And I can't give the joke. Okay, go ahead. I don't know. It's just a family joke we've been saying for a long time, and it's definitely from somewhere. This is not my joke. I just don't know where it's from. It's a joke joke, it's, like a street yeah, joke. Yeah, it's a street joke. Street joke about mother-in-laws. You appreciate yeah. it. Try to think of this whenever your mother-in-law is annoying you, regardless of what situation you're in with your mother-in-law. Um, so this guy wanted to join the FBI, and him and two other guys had to apply to be at the FBI. So they did a bunch of trials and they got to the last trial and they were like, okay, for us to know if we really trust you, we have to know that you'll do anything for the FBI and you're going to be trustworthy in any situation. This last thing we need you to do is go into that room and kill your mother-in-law. There's a gun, just shoot her. (laughs) So the first guy goes in, it's kind of quiet. He comes back and he's like, I'm sorry, I can't do this. (laughs) The next guy goes in, you hear little chatter, comes back out, and he goes, I-, I can't, I can't shoot my mother-in-law. The last guy goes in, suddenly there's like banging, there's screaming, there's like glass breaking. He comes out, he goes, someone put a blank in the gun, I had a strangler. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, I've heard it before, but there you go. Let's go with somebody that, that needs a lift, Okay. Hi, um, this is not something I usually would do, but I'm sort of um, in a crisis in that my boyfriend of six years broke up with me in kind of a really cruel, sort of heartless way. Um, And so now I'm having a little bit of like a, a midlife, I would say, where I just am... I'm feeling a little bit like, who am I outside of that relationship that was, like, actually pretty good? Yeah, I don't know. I just feel really sad, and I just don't really totally know what to do. So I just um, am talking to you guys um, in the middle of the night uh, in a moment of desperation. I love, love you guys. Oh, we you know, fucking love you. I know. I, we love you. I feel. I felt. I felt the sadness. I no, felt she's it. in. She's. Everyone knows, like that time where like it really feels dark. You you're scared of your future. You miss your past, and you're just like, what is there for me? I f- love a breakup. I think breakups are amazing. I like to consider breakups as like when you um, leave a job, you always get. The next job, you always have a better job. It's better for you. You know what you want, and it's higher paying. And I really feel like breakups are always leveling up. Um, six years is a long fucking time, 
and you're definitely like in a lifestyle pattern of this person being a huge part of your life and breakups it's it's always hard and hopefully him doing it in a shitty way helps you move on even easier knowing like how he handled it um and she said the relationship was pretty good so that's a loaded statement we don't know what that meant but it means it wasn't perfect and i'm excited for you to figure out who you are a la j-lo and love yourself <laughs> and i'm excited for your future because for all we know he was holding her ass back fuck that dude <laughs> yeah yeah but i also i just want to acknowledge that this is so fucking painful like yeah this is like the toughest time i want to remind you that like more than 50 percent of the great songs that were ever written <laughs> were written the way you are feeling right now mm. this is like one of the most visceral experiences that you will ever have as a human mm. And it fucking sucks. It sucks to the point where people need to like write fucking poetry. <laughs> they need to find a way to fucking express this pain. Mm -hmm. So I, f I feel for you 100%. But the one thing I will say is that every fucking song that was ever written, every poem, every fucking you know, film script that was written about this heartache was all written by people who got over it mm -hmm. and like got on with their lives mm -hmm. and you are going to be fine and it's so annoying when people say time is a great healer but mm -hmm. you will get over it but I'm just glad that you shared it with us yeah. and I hope that you get a lift from this yeah. and it won't it won't get better straight away yeah. so like there's no easy fix mm -hmm. uh, but you know Every, just, just know well, yeah you're, thanks for sharing this mood that you called us in it's never going to be stagnant your brain the molecules the world is changing every day for new things to happen um when you're ready and you're excited to meet someone new listen to our episode about meet cutes because you never know when you can meet someone new <laughs> but also right now <laughs> it's like every day it's going to feel different and it's going to evolve just like stay focus that you're going to be okay and feel your feelings feel sad surround yourself with your girlfriends other people your family who fucking know you who love you who are there for you like this is and does saying like this is where people create incredible art it's because you are like an open wound and try to just like don't avoid it and know that it's natural and yes. it's okay and this is one of this is part of existing is heartbreak i did uh, i i did always find in times not just of intense break but just like tough times in my life uh th these visceral moments like loss not just breakups but you know uh bereavements and stuff i have always found that like writing like diary you don't have to it doesn't have to be a diary but journal like journaling has always helped me it may not be a thing for you but i have always found that and at these deep moments that journaling has uh helped me uh and it also is like a way to like kind of like uh verbalize or get on a paper actually things that might make sense for yourself because like it's always great to talk to other people but sometimes you actually like learn something about yourself from like talking to yourself about yeah what's going and on. sometimes when you're just like spiraling alone you start like really believing wild shit and when you write it down you're like okay that's a crazy thing to say yeah. <laughs> when you write yeah, it down it and you look at you it yeah it, it changes perspective you do oh, actually some practice some practical advice just like i guess uh you know like nlp type stuff mm -hmm. but like be getting lost in your thoughts is actually kind of dangerous, like yes. especially at moments like this. So it is good to sort of, when you find yourself uh, spiraling thought-wise, to actually try to actively break away from your thinking. Mm -hmm. It can be hard, but it does it does help because you know your thoughts, you know, induce emotion, and you can to a degree help yourself from getting too deep into it. And also, she's at this point where she's it, she seems a little still in shock, where like she's probably going to sleep at night thinking like where were the signs what went wrong what could i have done differently so this is a very like strange time in your life where you feel like you just got like you just bumped your head and you're like where the hell am i and what's going on but this is when like you transform into the next version of you that is stronger and smarter and like has this like like cool scar on you to like evolve and i do have to say with your thoughts it's very easy in relationships to look back with rose-colored glasses. And when you're thinking about it, you just think of all these like positive things and you start telling yourself stories about how great it is. Really try to think of the times that it fucking sucked and you did not want to be there and you weren't being treated the way you want to be treated or you didn't feel like your best self. 
try not to trick yourself into like memorializing it like it was some like fantasy if it most likely wasn't all right uh can i give a bit of advice that a wise person gave me recently uh you know if you're a big wordle person and you share your wordle with your friend (laughs) and then they get a better one than you if you share your wordle with your friend you're actually giving them an advantage because most people start with the same word so they will be able to see what letters you got on the first word. Even though it's blank, they'll see, oh, she got a green there. She normally starts with slate. Uh, so all I'm saying is don't share your wordle with your friend until the end, like till 11.59 p.m. Does this, right have, before the next does this have anything to do with the breakup? No, no, it has. This, <laughs> that was finished. That was finished. I was listening this, like this is going to have something to do with the breakup. <laughs> Oh, no, sorry, sorry. No, this was literally no, just like, that was over. You also don't know what words your friend starts with. A lot of people do. I'm just saying, there's a potential advantage. Well, thank you f- for that last piece of Wordle advice out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, It's terrible. I, I'm so distracted now because Aiden is at the door. He doesn't have a key. Oh, okay. uh, Fry is barking, so I feel terrible. <laughs> you guys, do you want to actually, yeah, do you want to take I'll, us out I'll properly? Take, I'll take you and out. I'm going to excuse myself. Okay. You guys, thank you so much for calling in. Leave a review if you're enjoying the pod. I'm ha- will have just been in Saginaw. I'm going to be in Gary, Indiana, and a bunch of new shows added to the website. Go listen, watch Des's special, and we love you guys so much. Bye. Bye.